Welcome to Finest Work Songs. My name is Matt. My name is also Matt. We're coming live from the basement tonight. Yeah, we're burning some midnight oil tonight. Let's see what yeah, you yeah, did there. Yeah. That's so good. That's cleverness right yeah, there. Yeah, usually we're doing the early morning in our podcast studio. Yeah, our, our, <laughs> in, in Studio One. Now we're in the basement. It's been a while since we've done an epipod in the basement. The last time was with Kristen, yep. my wife. We did uh, the Cranberries. Which is ironic since it's the eve before St. Patrick's Day. She's your Irish lass. That's right. <laughs> Matt, with St. Patrick's Day, do you think that the melting pot turns their cheese green? You know we're all about free food. Oh, yeah. You're the king. If there's a way, we will find it. So my son has recently downloaded the Krispy Kreme app on his tablet. Not his phone, because he does have a phone, so his tablet. And uh, his birthday was recent, so he got a free dozen of these donuts. Oh, my gosh. Went through the drive-thru. I handed him his tablet to scan it to get his free coupon. Green glaze. Okay. And the dough is green. All of it. The entire thing is green. Tastes different at all? I think it tasted better. Because it tasted like... It tasted free. It tasted like (laughs) Ireland. It tasted like Bono's (laughs) hair. I don't know. (laughs) If they can make the dough and the glaze green, surely the melting pot can do green cheese. Yeah. I mean... They probably just pull the old cheese out. It's already (laughs) green. Nobody will know. We'll charge them double. These fools will keep dipping anyway. (laughs) Matt, before we jump into the music, what do you have for us? When we get the chance, we love to share some emails that we get from you, the finest work fans. We're like the dear Delilah of podcasts. (laughs) I think it's because they know that they can come to us with anything that's ailing them, anything Mm -hmm. that's really on their mind. And and we're going to give wise counsel to them. We like to do this through a little segment we call Kenny Gmail. This one is from JNWanda at QQ.com. QQ. Yeah. Really short, really good question. Okay. You choose peace or war? Mm. That's, that's, a, that's tough. Pretty timely, too. Is I mean, she asking is... me the human, the citizen, or is she asking me the arms dealer? Oh, that's a good Because I've got point. Kind of Yeah, you, you got your foot in, side hustle. In, in both buckets there. Yeah. Yeah, gosh, that's a good point. I'll say from my human perspective i'll yep. say that i choose peace sure sure did she spell it p-e-a-c-e or is it like p-i-e-c like oh, a piece of cake like, or like a piece like a, a gun you keep on your, <laughs> right <laughs> like oh it's a, it's a redundant question yeah it's the same answer <laughs> either a, way you're shooting either way either, i'm packing heat <laughs> there's really not a lot of context okay let's go peace i'll go peace too okay that, that makes sense hope that was helpful i hope so windy <laughs> qq non or q and wait 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 a second <laughs> wait a second now it makes sense <laughs> this kenny gmail comes from verdell all at hotmail.com and verdell writes it's a pity you don't have a donate button Psh, hey verdell i've been saying that for years <laughs> I would definitely donate to this fantastic blog. Hey, wait a second. We're not a blog. I I guess for now, I'll settle for bookmarking and adding your RSS feed to my Google account. I will chat about this site with my Facebook group. Chat soon. Okay. We should have a donate button. What would they donate? They'd give us their old microwaves and used mattresses. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Why is there a couch on our lawn? Well, they did it. They clicked the button and we have to come. I pick you up. We drive my truck over. Oh, man. Take the crap. Yeah. Appreciate it. We got to get rid of that button. (laughs) Did that person have a website? I think they did. Let's see. Verdell's website is 
www.kayswell.com. Here goes nothing. Yep. 15 romantic braided hairstyles for women. Well, let's see. About us. Here we go. All right. In the about us section. One of the most popular trends right now is without question, pairing a beard with hairstyle <laughs> and wearing the suit. <laughs> It's masculine, <laughs> rugged, and definitely not something you'll see far too often everything. <laughs> <laughs> that might be my favorite part about Kenny Gmail. When we actually look at these websites, the, gra- yeah. the syntax and the grammar it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matt, you got a nice beard going. Oh, thank you. Are you going to think about pairing the beard with hairstyle and wearing the suit, everything? I'm glad we pulled this up because I was actually thinking about braids too. The really serendipitous timing here. Perfect. Yes. All right. You know, that's the, man, that's the best thing about Kenny Gmail. Yeah. We help them. Yep. They help us. They, yep. It's a, it's a symbiotic relationship. Symbiotic. It's a little, you scratch my back, I scratch your back everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks again for sending in those emails. We love getting emails from the Finest Work fans. And remember, just keep getting them sent in to us. Finestworksongs at gmail.com. And maybe we'll read one of yours in a future Kenny Gmail segment. Matt, what do we have for these finest work fans today? Oh, man. We are going clear around the world tonight to talk about Midnight Oil, Blue Sky Mine. I just want to let that song play and then go back to the beginning. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. Love it. Now I'm intrigued. Before we get to it, though, we start with our memories. Yep. Matt, what is your memory of Midnight Oil? Like the majority of Americans who discover Midnight Oil you know, of a certain age, it was thanks to MTV. That was the cool thing about MTV at that time was you could discover a band like Midnight Oil, which you know, an Australian band, highly political, highly topical. You weren't going to find that kind of music on your local rock radio station. So you really had to rely on MTV at that point. Australian band with this Sasquatch giant bald (laughs) singer and he's dancing crazy. I can't say I like I went out and bought Diesel and Dust based on that, but I was hooked. I mean, I was intrigued with Midnight Oil. When Blue Sky Mining comes out, I'm fully engaged with bands like U2 and R.E.M. and these bands that are musically very similar, but also taking on global topics and politics. And yeah, it made a lot of sense to dig into this album. I was a huge fan of this album um, as soon as it came out and still am to this day. On their next album, Earth and Sun and Moon, they toured and they came to Walnut Creek when I was in college. What was that like? Top three concert I've ever seen. Even just listening to the album, I get the feeling that they are extremely tight musicians. Yeah, it was unbelievable. So it was at Walnut Creek Amphitheater. Not surprising. It wasn't like a sold out place. Wow. And I remember Peter Garrett telling everybody on the lawn, just come on down, come get closer. Yeah. It turned into this like intimate. Oh my gosh. Just under the amazing. shed kind of thing. A number of bands, a number of you know, artists would be like, oh man, you know, we're, we're playing this pretty big amphitheater and you know, it's half full and kind of mail it in. It was easily the most energetic performance I've ever seen. All five people in the band sing back up. Yeah. Which is incredible. You know, he's just a manic 
person all over the stage. Do and they it, have energy too, the other guys? Everyone in the band has energy. I feel like, like in the videos they do a lot of leg shaking. You know what I'm talking about? They're just yeah, yeah, really yeah. rocking that yeah, leg, yeah, 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 the yeah. one leg. There was a lot of sweat coming from that stage. Yeah. That's my memory of Midnight Oil and, and of this album in particular. So, awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to get into it. Yeah. What about you? What's your memory? Matt, my memory is not quite as happy. Okay. My parents were shot in an alley when I was uh, eight years old. Oh, man. Yeah. They were wealthy socialites. Okay. We lived in a manor named after our family name. Gotcha. Stevens Manor. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah. That very night at eight years old, mm-hmm. I decided to devote my life to fighting crime. Sure. Yeah. I did a lot of my vigilante work at night mm-hmm. so that I could keep my day job. Being a rich yeah. socialite. Being rich. Yeah. What's your job? Rich. <laughs> rich. Yeah, and anyway, I did a lot of work at night. People weren't sure what to think about me. Am I good or am I evil? You know, but the police commissioner was mm-hmm. grateful. And he just said, what do we do if we want to see you? And I was like, man, you just shine a spotlight into the sky and I'll know that you're calling me. Man, that must have been tough during like Honda days when all those like car <laughs> dealerships are just... Exactly. And you're like, oh man, false yeah, alarm. that's right. But he just said, I don't want to wake you up. You know, how do I know if you're out there? And I just said, hey man, I'm out here every night burning the midnight oil. Yep. And he was like bruh speaking of fighting crime and making the world a better place have you heard of midnight oil the band like most police commissioners huge midnight oil fans yeah just big in the music scene yeah scenester (laughs) yeah so he turned me on to midnight oil and i found this album that's awesome somewhat related to that the only thing i remember about high school french class my french teacher miss paraguay will kill me for saying this but we watched the original batman in class in french the original you're talking well well, with michael keaton michael keaton yeah you know there's one scene at the beginning where he's like holding the guy kind of over the roof Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. he just says it's just sweet batman That's it. I was like, oh, I know what he said there. Did they at least have a gravelly voice? I think it was it? pretty close. I think yeah. it was pretty good. Yeah. Just sweet Batman. Sounds so not tough. Right. In French. <laughs> anyway, my memory is of MTV, but I never got this album or got into it. Okay. I did listen to Earth and Sun and Moon a good bit, yeah. but I never listened to this album. And when I go back, I have no reason why. It's one of those that, like you, it should be in my collection because of everything else I was into. Yeah, just kind of missed it. But I have really enjoyed listening to it to prepare for this. Nice. All right. Blue Sky Mining begins with Blue Sky Mine. I'm playing guitar in your right headphone. And here comes a harmonica in a little (laughs) bit. Yeah. Circus organ. (laughs) They blew 
the lights in heaven's gate And I don't know why But if I work all day Of all the songs about asbestos mining, right. this is definitely my favorite. <laughs> That's saying a lot. So let's count them down. You got Blue Sky Mine. Blue Sky Mine Live. Live. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh, the remix. Right. <laughs> so it's about asbestos? The impact of long-term mining uh, in asbestos mine. Whoa. I just typed it in. It says, it's Wittenum? Wittenum. I think so, yeah. I don't think it's Wittenum. That is a Whitnum. North Carolina. Wittenum. <laughs> That is North Carolina <laughs> pronunciation. All right. It says that Wittenoom is without doubt Australia's greatest industrial disaster. Estimated that 25% of the 20,000 men who mined asbestos there will die from related diseases. Jeez. Man. Which song should we start the album off with? Yeah. How about the one about the asbestos mine? Well, Man. compared to a lot of the topics, it, it may be the most uplifting Yeah, that's true. One. We talked about with the, the Chili Peppers epipod. They have three topics they talk about. Their friends, yep. sex, and California. That's right. Midnight Oil, it's like the environment, Aboriginal people, and then like U.S. politics or the military or something. Yeah, it's right. one of those three in general that's you're right. going to get. Matt, it says that they played this... In New York, at a protest outside the Exxon Oil yeah. Building. I remember after that happened, they put together a uh, like a, a documentary about that concert. You could buy like the VHS of it and all that. And I remember searching to try and find that because it was such a big deal for them to play out in front of the Exxon Building in New York. You can't find it anymore. It's kind of a, a lost thing. Really? I think they ended up playing about seven or eight songs outside the Exxon Building. I wonder the how Exxon they pulled that off. They were on the back of a flatbed truck. Yep. How did they make it through eight songs? That's the Beatles couldn't even make it through a couple. <laughs> right, on a roof. Yeah, not protesting anybody. Yeah, just like, hey, and it's the Beatles. It's their building. Exxon loves Midnight Oil, actually. They were like, yes. Yeah, we're big fans. All the CEOs go out there. They're like moshing. <laughs> we're bold, too. Woo. They're pretty punk rock, man. They're pretty cool. They are. I mean, the good thing about Midnight Oil is they wear their heart on their sleeve. Yeah. They're not doing love songs. No. They're not doing your typical pop songs. In some ways, the downside with Midnight Oil is they wear their heart on their sleeve. And so you've got to be all in on yeah. the politics and the topics and the current affairs. You can't tell them just stick to music. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> also, because... Peter Garrett is like a politician. He's a too. politician. Yeah. So even when he's in the band, he's running for right. office and he, serving on boards yeah. and committees. And he leaves the band eventually and goes into office and yeah. serves in, I think, the Australian Parliament for a while. And they're definitely standing up for what they believe in. Okay. What's the next song we're doing? Uh, Forgotten Years. Oh my gosh. Yes. Between 
Matt, this song makes me want to run through a wall. That makes me happy to hear that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There are a few songs like that, that when you hear the chorus, yeah. it is such a lift and they do it so well. And again, it's come back to like so many in the band sing backup. They belt out the backup vocals. They're not just trying to harmonize. They're giving it their all. I just want to see this song live. Yeah. Yeah. I think the video for this, they did like in Normandy, mm-hmm. you know, so they're like standing among graves of Normandy. And it's clearly like an anti-war song of all the songs that mention the word tetanus. Yeah. This is probably my favorite. Right, right. <laughs> they do that incredible thing where it's major key mm-hmm. and then it switches into minor. Yep. They then carry the minor throughout the whole verse until they hit the chorus. chorus. And so it's not just a great chorus. It delivers from minor to major, which makes it lift even more. It lifts it to to a point where it's just a cacophony of of greatness. (laughs) It's phenomenal. Other songs like that for me, Angels of the Silences by Counting Crows off of their second album. Mm -hmm. That song has that sort of like run through a wall Mm -hmm. type lift. Uh, What else would do that? Oh, YMCA. Village people. YMCA. Village people. <laughs> yeah. Do you know I found out that one of the dudes... <laughs> in low High School, In Low High School. The auditorium's like name for him, isn't it? Yeah. It's called Cowboy... The Cowboy Auditorium. <laughs> <laughs> it is a school for the arts. That's right. That's the high school near where Matt and I live. Yep. Together. <laughs> With our families. It's a commune. It's whatever, not you know, weird. whatever. When you get the whole band singing that well, because then at the end, they are carrying it, and so... Peter Garrett can do stuff like this. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's great. And he's so Australian. There's no like trying to hide it. You know, no, and no. it's all there. And Man, yeah. it's just the best. I want to look it up. I want to see if they're touring. They are. Are they coming to the... They're coming to the United States. I think the closest they're coming it might be Philadelphia. You already checked. That's I so did awesome. Check. Yeah. Because it's their last tour. Yeah. All right. Let's see where they're coming. Yeah, you're right. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Or Maryland. Doug lives in Maryland. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I bet he would go. Well, so. he's, he's moving down to Raleigh. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So... Nice. I just keep Finally, saying it. I, I, oh, the more oh, I say oh, it. Oh, you're just you're, yeah. you're speaking it into existence. Will it into existence. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. All right. What's next? King of the Mountain. Yellow belly black snake sleeping on a red rock waiting 
Do you know what the song's about? I think it's about a, a race, actually. Like a foot race. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. King of the Mountain. That's the race. Let's see what this is. July 24th, 2022. Oh, we should do it. That's only a couple yeah. months away. I yeah. could get in shape for that. Totally. Let's see what it involves. How far is it? All right. It's 5.2 kilometers. I have no idea what that means. I'm American. Five yeah. kilometers, 5K? No, I'm just kidding. I yes. <laughs> and it's uphill. Oh, yeah. It says it's an almost 45 degree climb. Yikes. It's little more than a goat track, which in Australia, they know what that means. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, we know what that means. In some places, it is only wide enough for one or two runners. Oh. That sounds scary. That does sound scary. Man, Australians are tough, dude. They are tough. They're uh, the most sports nation. Yeah, outdoorsy. Yeah. yeah. I remember reading like a, a list of like the... 10 most dangerous animals in the world. Yeah. Like nine of them are in Australia. That's right. It ran the gamut of there are microscopic crustaceans in the oceans there that could kill yeah. you all the way to there are ginormous earthworms that like come ashore oh on the gosh. beaches, you know, that you can feel underneath the sand. The jellyfish, and the like frogs. Sharks. Yeah, not to mention yeah, sharks. I mean, we didn't even, sharks were fifth yeah, on the yeah. list. Even like the cute kangaroos will punch you and kick you. Yeah. It's crazy. It's yeah. insane. I told you I went to Australia, right? Did we talk about that? With you, the mentioned, you mentioned Allura. What took you there? My sister lived there at the time. Yep. Finished up my first year of teaching. You're like, where? how far away could I get from this classroom? <laughs> yeah. Get- Australia is it. In one week, Matt, I bought a ticket to Australia. A Mac laptop. Sure. Which was one of those. Was clam, it like. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Cost me $2,000. Sure. Unbelievable. And I bought a motorcycle in one week. It's like I won the prices right, <laughs> except I was just an idiot with a credit card. Did you still have the motorcycle? No, man. I bought it from a friend and he totally, let's just say he charged me up for it. Oh, man. Dude, why would you do that to me? Oh, we were friends. I enjoyed riding it for a while, though. Yeah. No, it was a fun trip. I went with Deuce. Deuce, yeah. yeah. Uh, we mentioned Deuce before. Yep. Saw kangaroos. Sure. But yeah, it was a fun trip. Went skydiving. Dang. We went skydiving as high as you can go. Because of course in Australia. Yeah, it's like we're, it's, we're pushing yeah. it to the limits. And I remember I was strapped to Glenn. Ah, yep. good old Glenn. So all the pictures are like doing rock and roll signs and Glenn is there just smiling. <laughs> it's like, dude on my back. <laughs> anyway, they're a sporting nation. Yeah. And King of the Mountain. Let's see what time last year. Okay, so my man last year, mm-hmm. Jorge Navarro, 27 minutes and 11 seconds. Jeez. 45, 45 degree, degree Goat track. That's insane. And the only thing you get for winning is like a container of like Vegemite. <laughs> and they wrote a song about it. Why did they write it? What's the song? Well, this is like the happiest Midnight Oil song ever. Yeah. And it's about a grueling race up a mountain <laughs> <laughs> on a goat track. Rob Hurst, who's the drummer, he writes a lot of the lyrics, or he did write a lot of the lyrics. I don't know if he still does. Shout out to drummers writing songs. Yeah, there How you about go. that? What I've been able to kind of read and distill is like his lyrics can sometimes be a little more nebulous. Peter Garrett will take them and, and add some things here and there. If it's a song Rob Hurst writes. It's a great tune, man. It's good stuff. Let's keep shaking and moving. Ooh, this is shakers and moving. Nice. Oh, no. 
They drive on you further down Seasons rhyme They anchor me Against the raging tide Take you to the last wild place Skin and the stars they embrace Caveman quarter saints become In a hospital ward on the This is like their seventh album. Yeah, they started in the seventies. They had been around for a while yeah. and just cranking out this albums. Is like fourteen years after they began, right? And so they're still getting better, still reaching more audiences. Yeah, a central theme to a lot of their songs, particularly early on, was about the onslaught of development and cutting down coastlines and trees yeah. and you know for condos and things like that so the course of this is somewhat confusing because it's like i can shake i can move but i can't live without your love but then it's kind of talking about overwrought development and things like that but they're passionate man one review about the anniversary of this album about 20 years later and it said you know the thing about midnight oil is they tend to have one foot in the everything's going to hell in a handbasket camp. Right. And the other is in what it means to be Australian. Yeah. They're not as passionate. They stick to their guns. Yeah. A music critic in the mid 80s described their music as narrow and xenophobic. And their manager banned him from shows permanently. <laughs> there was a TV show called Countdown. I think it was probably like American Bandstand. Sure. It was their, you know, the big show in mm-hmm. Australia. Midnight Oil refused to lip sync. Okay. Nobody would budge. And so Midnight Oil vowed from that point on they would never play that show. (laughs) And they never did. They never played it. The final show in 1987, the host of the show shaved his head bald (laughs) and expressed regret that Midnight Oil never came on. He shaved his head like Peter Garrett? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's like, they don't care. They don't They're care. like, yeah, we're going to go play in front of Exxon. You can arrest us. In the care. next album, a song that was a single and they had a video for Truganini. Truganini's and Chains. Yeah. Right? I mean, it even talks about burning the Union Jack. Even if you don't get on board with what they're singing about or their songs are about or you think peter garrett looks kind of silly up there dancing you have to at least respect that they mean what they say and i give them credit for being real to who they are and they are highly respected not every band has this on their wikipedia page they have a legacy section <laughs> and not a lot of bands have this kind of like our wikipedia page i think yeah. i think Do we, we have, have a, like, a wikipedia we actually wikipedia? had wikipedia someone tried to create one for us i was very humbled that someone tried to do that that's and it was great. not me and they were like that eh, was way more difficult than i thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine thanks anyway <laughs> that's fair these groups cite them as influence okay green day rem pearl jam garbage cranberries candle box oh hey i, right? I was kind of like snooze fest till you got the candle box <laughs> <laughs> their songs have been covered by you too patty smith the killers imagine dragons silver chair silver chair tom morello Speaking of Tom Morello, with their sort of justice-minded, civic-minded, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of approach to songs, they're like the Australian... Rage Against the Machine? No, Mark Cohn. (laughs) 
the goat. The goat. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you know, the race up the mountain. Yeah. The woman is like walking Walk, in Memphis. Walking in Memphis, yeah, baby. Yeah. yeah, that's right. No, for real. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they're like the Rage Against the Machine. Of Australia. Of Australia. They really are. Well, and I think that respect also comes into like, I think they have a good sense of of their place. And I think I shared this with you a couple weeks ago. Like, they have a new album out. Yeah. Resist. It went to number one in the Australian charts. To which they came out and they were like, something needs to change about the Australian charts. Like, you know, the (laughs) fact that us and NXS were the top two albums on the Australian charts, they're even protesting against themselves. They're like, (laughs) they can't not protest. Like, there's no reason why this band that's been around for, you know, 50 years should be the number one album in Australia. There's got to be fresh artists right. that people like. And so I think they were kind of arguing against what's used to track what's the number one album in Australia. So I think they put out, they said, what decade is this? We're number one. <laughs> so, I mean, so like on yeah. one hand, they take themselves way seriously, but then they also are kind of like, yeah, you know, we're really not taking ourselves that serious. That's great. So those are two of the greatest Australian bands. Yep. The Australian Performing Rights Association published a list of the top 30 Australian songs between 1926 and 2001, judged by a panel of 100 music personalities, whatever that means. (laughs) Anyway, Beds of Burning's number three, Eagle Rock by Daddy Cool. Is number two. You, number two. We have to look up yeah, Eagle I Rock mean, by Daddy Cool. I mean, we don't really have to. We all know it by heart. Yeah, right. I'm going to turn around. Gonna turn around once I'm going to do the Eagle Rock. For real? This sounds is like, the second best song in Australia. Sounds like Randy Newman in a rock band. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. There's got to be a reason for that. Like, is it like the theme song of some like Australian football some Australian team? Like, like, oh man, we always come out to Eagle Rock and that's our oh, fight song. What was the show? I remember when I was in Australia, they had like a version of Friends. <laughs> what was it called? Mates. <laughs> I think it's called Neighbors. Neighbors? I think. Oh, I, th- I think I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they'd be like, neighbors, or whatever. I, I can't do accents. <laughs> oh, I'd say you nailed it. <laughs> I have more to say about Australia, but let's get back to this list. Okay. Listen to who does not have a song on the top 30 songs. First of all, Midnight All has two. Okay. Here's who's not on it. Bee Gees. NXS. NXS isn't on it? Nope. Kylie Minogue. Oh. Pff, Air just... Supply. Hoodoo Gurus. Remember Hoodoo Gurus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were great. They were great. Anyway, but I couldn't believe that NXS wasn't on there. NXS isn't even the top 30. No. Like, New Sensation. Songs. or yeah. No. yeah. No. That's really hard to believe. Anyway. I'm calling BS. I'm, I'm going to call Peter Garrett, and he's going to protest that. <laughs> yeah, he is. Here's the other thing I wanted to say about Australia. So, they're super fierce country. Yep. Very tough. Got all these deadly animals and everything. Mm-hmm. And the thing that Deuce and I noticed when we were over there is that they give a nickname to everything that ends in E. Shrimp on the Barbie. Okay. Right? Yep. Is what people know. But like sunglasses, your sunnies. <laughs> Breakfast is brecky. Really? Yeah. A biscuit, bicky. Australian football's footy. Lipstick, lippy. Like everything. <laughs> a police officer, a poly. So it's like these cute nicknames yeah. in this extremely tough country. That's really funny. Are they in that much of a hurry? Because I get the sense that they're not. They're kind of like, we live in Australia. Like we're going to go outside gonna drink and a drink a beer. Drink a Foster's, a Fossey. <laughs> Which that wasn't that big over there. I got to ask this. This has been weighing on my my mind since you mentioned you went to Australia. Did you go to an Outback Steakhouse? (laughs) 
They're everywhere, Matt. <laughs> They're like McDonald's here. Yeah. Do you know I used to work at Outback? Did you? When I moved to Richmond, lived with Matt and Jeff Wood, okay. former guests of the podcast. Yep. We were in a band together. I was substitute teaching mm-hmm. and working at Outback. I love Outback. I'm not going to deny that. Sure. I love their cheese fries. I love the Alice Springs chicken, which I'm sure that's all they eat in Alice Springs, yeah, exactly. Australia. Yep. But my dear wife was working out one morning and like the Today Show or something was on. And they were talking about the fat contents in certain foods. And they showed the fat contents of the Blooming cheese onion. fries. Uh, the che- oh, and gosh. she was like, we can never go back there again. Yeah, it's insane. It's, it's ridiculous. I didn't have experience waiting tables. So I started off as a host. Okay. Outback on Sundays, we opened at noon. Okay. By 12.10, there was a 90-minute wait. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Those are some darn good cheese fries. So I'm hosting... You're just like sweating. I am. And like, also, oh. and I have such patience for hosts now. Okay. Unless yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you're juggling party sizes and tables and people not leaving. Yep. But I would just get into the beautiful mind zone where I'm like, <laughs> I'd have the person who kind of walked around the restaurant and I'm just sitting there staring at this thing and I'm like doing numbers and everything and like moving <laughs> people around. Someone would come up and be like, excuse me. And the, the girl next to me would just be like, uh yeah like don't bother him don't he's bother in, him he's in beautiful mind zone he's figuring out where you're gonna sit so you can get an onion so i would work an eight-hour shift and at most i could take a trip to the bathroom and grab some of that crappy bread but i didn't get a food break i would wow. grab that bread in the back shove it down in like a few minutes and get back to my beautiful mind <laughs> towards the end i started waiting tables okay for those of you who waited tables i don't know about yeah. you but man i definitely crop dusted <laughs> patrons <laughs> I couldn't help it, man. I couldn't help it. And I was just, when I was a teacher, I'd crop dust the kids. It was, <laughs> I couldn't help it. It's a real thing. I mean, you can't stop nature. The best part about crop dusting students in middle school, <laughs> eighth graders, is that no one suspects the teacher. No, they they're just, just working on a worksheet, and I'm walking up and down the aisles <laughs> and just letting it go. And they're all looking at each other. And no one wants to say anything because they're self-conscious. Yeah, they just assume it's them, themselves. Yeah. They're like, oh, I probably did that. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Steve, did you fart? <laughs> Nobody said that. <laughs> out back. There's something coming out back my It's <laughs> <laughs> <Is> that funny. <laughs> Woo. All right, listeners. Now it's the time when we challenge each other. If you had to remove a song, which one would it be? So Matt, what's Midnight Oil? Peter Garrett's going to shave your head if you don't remove a song. Is he the most famous bald person? Well, I mean, famous is pretty relative. Well, I mean, me, like yeah. like you and I, we're like, oh yeah, Peter Garrett, bald guy. Oh um, my gosh. I typed in famous bald people and there's a website, famousbaldpeople.com. There used to be, I don't know if there still is, a, a bald gentleman's conference that takes place in North Carolina. It used to take place on Bald Head Island. Shut up. A few years ago, they moved it to Moorhead City. Moorhead. Yes. Gosh, that's bad. I kid you not. Who's on this list of famous bald guys? Uh, Caillou. Caillou. The creepy (laughs) alien man child. From Canada. Growing up, it was Telly Savalas. That was the one. There weren't a lot of cool bald people. Yul Brenner. Yeah, Yul Brenner. Billy Corgan's on here. Oh, well, there you go. But he wasn't always bald. No. Britney Spears is on here. (laughs) That's weird. That is weird. We'll do a Britney Spears. Yeah, at least one. I'm not going to go to the website because it's a sham. Let me just go famous ball. Okay. Got Samuel Jackson. Sinead O'Connor. The Rock. He's kind of famous. There's people you think of as bald. Like they're all bald all the time. Right. Peter Garrett. Peter Garrett. You've never seen him with hair. 
I would love to see a picture of like young Peter Garrett with like a fro or something. Uh, I bet it is a fro. I bet, yeah, it's yeah. got to be just amazing. All right. So would you say Peter Garrett's going to shave your head? <laughs> yeah. You don't remove his songs. If you had to remove a song off Blue Sky Mining, which one would it be? I would remove Antarctica. Part of the reason for that is the song before it, One Country, is one of my favorite songs on the album. Yeah. It's, it's such a cool, anthemic song about, I'm guessing, Australia, because most of these songs are about Australia. To me, it feels like a natural album closer of a song. Yeah, totally. So for me, it'd be in Antarctica. Same. Same. All right, well, that was easy. Yep. Now, it's time for your senior quote. All right, this is the portion of our program where we choose from the lyrics of the album mm-hmm. our senior quote to go underneath your senior picture. It's going to represent the journey you've been on, yep. the road that lies ahead, whatever you want. So, Matt, what is your senior quote from this album? I took this line from River Runs Red because I think this kind of encapsulates probably how a lot of people feel when they're, you know, high school senior. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been beat down by authority figures and they're school and teachers and all that and so the line i would have under my senior picture would be now i'm trapped like a dog in a cage oh dear just leave it like that (laughs) guidance counselor calls you the day after graduation (laughs) hey just Uh, checking in you doing all right you doing good (laughs) what about you would be your your senior quote matt i would go high school nostalgia from forgotten years we will remember these should not be forgotten years. Nice. Yeah. This is the Judd Nelson walking yep. across the football field with the fist raised. Fist in the air. Yep. That's See it. y'all. That's probably what this song was about. It's probably high about school. high school. Yeah, it wasn't about the war. <laughs> it's about high school. About high school. Or schooly. Heisey. Hi. Hi. Learning. Learning. It was about learning building. Oh, did you bring your bookie to schooly today? <laughs> As always, we appreciate all the Finest Work fans and just keep checking us out on our website, finestworksongs.com and engage with us on social media at Finest Work Songs on Instagram and Twitter and you can check out our Facebook page as well. And please keep those emails coming to us, finestworksongs at gmail.com and we may read one of your emails on a future Kenny Gmail segment. Until next time, we're going to leave you with the metal version that yeah. we found of Beds Are Burning. Nice. We haven't listened to this yet. This is awesome. Let's see. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah. Here we go. This is not metal. This is just crap. It's just distortion. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, hey, it talks about burning. So we're going to make it a metal song. He's not even like singing as loud as Peter Garrett does. No, Peter Garrett. (laughs) Midnight Oil is more metal than this. (laughs) Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. A little little pick scrape. Here we go. 
Oh, we gotta enunciate because it's metal. Earth is turning. Our theme song is by the incredible band Medium Heat. This track is called Radio, and you should check them out at mediumheat.bandcamp.com. And check out any upcoming shows if you are in the Raleigh area. They are on Facebook at Medium Heat Music. 